0: Thank you so much for being with us. Your text and your calls at 204-780-6868. The head coach is with us, uh, the only unbeaten team in the Canadian Football League. And, man, there is no way in which you guys will not win a football game to go all double negative right off the bat, hey? You'll blow teams out. You'll beat good teams. You'll, you'll keep it close and give me the sweats up in the booth more than the humid X of 40 would have indicated. You'll just, you'll win in any fashion this season. It's been a ton of fun watching it happen. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> Are you enjoying it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Really enjoy. I mean the 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 win is, you know, obviously the culmination of a of usually a, a pretty average week. <laughs> you know, yeah. the guys uh the guys have settled into a you know, a good process and they're fun to watch on a daily basis and fun to be around. So uh, you know, it's the dressing room after after a win is is a good place to be.
0: Yeah, it's um, we'll we'll look back at this as Bomber fans ten weeks from now and go all those injuries, all that time. The other teams had two buys, and there they were nine and zero, looking for ten and zero. It's been a really impressive run so far. As I mentioned, your calls in Texas 204 68 I, I want to hit this one up first. Uh, Evan Johnson maley is with us. Uh, it says, "Congrats on the ninth win of the year." Did the air horns bother you guys at any point in the game? If you were watching on TV, they certainly bothered you watching. Did you hear them? Were you aware of them? Did they bother you? Oh, well, you definitely hear them. I don't think they bother you. Uh, the The interesting thing about
1: the players, I would say, thinking back about you know to my experiences you You don't hear them you know during the play, like right prior to the snap and probably right after the play's finished, there's that time where you just you probably don't hear much right. And then outside of those times, you know, when the play's not going on, yeah you might it might catch your attention, but um, whenever you're required to focus, you probably don't hear it at all, you know so yeah the uh the seedy underbelly of <laughs> noise making
0: <laughs> you know the, the twenty ten world cup all over again South the, africa the, was just The vuvuzelas oh my goodness they were people were so mad at that well oh, forty thousand vuvuzelas we thought was a great idea oops but um it it left the name safiwi shabalala in my in my uh in my brain forever, so I'm very happy about the 2010 World Cup. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Our first caller of the day is Steve. Steve, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea.
2: Hi, Coach. Um, I, 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 Sorry, I'm going to be a little bit naked here. Uh, you guys are 9-0. and zero. Um, I've never been a coach. Uh, my dad was a coach at a much less level than you are, and he told me about back to My late father, he told me about back-to-backs, and whether it's home and away, which well it's usually home and away. And of course you guys won the first one away. Um but he said to me, you know, that on the back end of it, the team that that wins the fruit that that wins the first one, which is you guys, is often the brunt of a team that's pretty pissed off because they 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 want revenge type of a thing. Not only that, but they've, they've got some film, and I know you've got film on them too. But I'm just wondering, Coach, how much is that true that, you know, you, I know you're not worried about it, you take it game by game, but the back-to-back and the fact that you beat them and the fact that they're probably PO'd, uh, does that factor at all into anything that's going to happen on Thursday?
1: I don't know why we would ever concern ourselves with what the other team is thinking or feeling. I don't know that that w- would ever be a topic of discussion in the in in our room, um, because it is would be so far down the the line in terms of uh, where our focus should be. You know, our focus should be on what we're doing and uh, our mindset, and not anybody else's. For one, we we don't we wouldn't ever know their mindset. I mean, for somebody to say that they're going to be PO'd I don't know. I'm not in their room, so I can't tell you that. <laughs> I imagine they're focused. I imagine they are are looking at their plan and figuring out ways to execute at a high level, and um, I imagine that, you know, w- we would get every team's best. Um, no matter what our record is, you expect the opponent's best. You have to. That's the only way you can um, play at a consistently high level. So. um However, they're feeling. That's our next opponent. Uh, whether it's back to back or not, I don't know that that matters. You know, we've played. There's always back to backs in every season. Uh, multiple ones in the CFL. So, um, once again, I think for you know preparation purposes, it's it's the guys like it because there's usually an extra bit of time for them to recover.
0: I think two and six is enough reason to think a team might be uh, players on a team that's two and six may not be uh, happy about their their particular stead and would want to win. Well, the next ten in that case, so
1: yeah, and a team that has just won is not happy with some of the things they did during the game. So,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, might not well, be, we might not be
0: too happy. <laughs> I I feel like it's the previous eight weeks together where you've said not perfect. We no, won. It's never going to be perfect. perfect. Never going to be perfect. Mopped up BC. Quote Mike O'Shea, we mopped up BC, but it's never perfect. Oh, wait a second. I've never I said we mopped up BC.
1: There's not a chance I would ever I feel like that.
0: we're at that point in our relationship where I could make that sarcasm. Nah, too, many people, too many people will believe you. <laughs> Mike O'Shea never said anything even remotely Dr. like Dr. that Johnny one. Fever didn't realize people were listening uh, until he went to dead air. Right? Remember when "booger" would have been a bad word? That whole <laughs> the the premise of the uh, of the first one was he got fired for saying "booger" on the air, uh, and now so much worse has been done. Uh, Kate is with us on the phone line. Kate, thanks for your call. Your question for Coach Mike O'Shea.
2: You betcha! Thanks for taking my call. Uh, so coach, are you gonna get a week off too? Or <laughs> like what's the what's the scenario for the team? Do they yeah. defend and disappear, go to the beach? Yeah. Uh, what's your week off gonna look like? Well, thanks, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah,
1: thanks. Congrats for the, on the wind. Thank win. thank win. <laughs> thanks for the question, Kate. It's interesting. Yes. We've tried to just put that remove that from our minds. The players get the schedule at the beginning of the year, so hopefully they've made all their plans. Uh, like they know exactly how much time they're getting off, in in you know June or May they get the full year's calendar, so hopefully they've taken care of all their arrangements and they're not even thinking about it, right? So we remain pretty diligent in our preparation and our focus on on this game, and we'll worry about the 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 bye week, <laughs> um, you know, after the game, whatever ten thirty or eleven o'clock at night, yeah, we'll start thinking about that, but. Um, yeah, the coaches will get some days off, not as many as the players. But I try to maximize everybody's time off. It's never old school way of thinking. Sometimes was if you if you lost, your days got cut, or if you you know won, you got more days off. That's just doesn't work that way with these guys anymore. You gotta you 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 plan, and <laughs> how plans can change but not for for those types of reasons right you you uh you make sure you know with the cost of flights and everything like that you make sure you give them as much notice as possible so they can save as much money as possible and and get to their families a lot of these guys have their families are at home they didn't travel with them so mm-hmm. um it's so important for the guys to get away and um you know reacquaint themselves with their loved ones and and uh you know refreshed and want to come back
0: to work we've come a long way in sports in I don't know if it all falls falls under mental wellness but I don't know that any person can be about their job 24 hours a day even if their job seems like the cool Zach Kolaris's job seems like the best job in the world but if he's all about it 24 hours a day as much as I would have liked that in the 1980s when I was rooting for Dan Marino it's just not real well that's not real they do put in a lot of work you oh, know, for like it's, sure.
1: It's, 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 those are long days to be at that level that he's at for these players to, to um, be in their position. They've got to put in a ton of work, way more than what's required Yeah, uh, on a daily basis. They put in much more than that. Um, you know, they've, they determine the requirement level. Uh, based on how much they want to give to their teammates, right? Like it's it's a very high level that they believe is required
0: for sure. But if you twenty four hours a day, how yeah. how you are a balanced human being you know, it, who it, thinks properly when he gets to work is yep. I don't know how that how that would work for somebody.
1: Yeah, they they, they definitely uh, can use the the
0: the time off for sure. I like it. Well, and I I love that you give them plenty of notice because. Flights are not cheap, (laughs) and and uh, family and family is family's important. Let's not kid ourselves. I I had been on
1: teams where they'd post the schedule a week in advance, or change days on you, and and or uh, how you you know when you practiced was dictated by, or how many days you practiced was dictated on a win or a loss. And
0: it never worked for you as a player, or uh, no?
1: Okay, I mean, some of that stuff is. I mean, you'd like to think it's completely in, in your control. It might not be, and yeah. then you don't want to create a divide amongst the team. You know, it's, it's it doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me when I was a player. I yeah. mean, you just went along with it. It, it. I didn't I didn't necessarily judge it, but now sitting in this seat, I get to evaluate how um, you know what that history was and how it shaped me, and uh, some of it is blatantly obvious now that I didn't like it, but at the time it was just yes, coach, no coach, right? Whatever you need me to do.
0: Yeah. Well, and and you talk about having happy players in a happy locker room and you like the, I mean, that's all a byproduct of decisions like that. That one decision doesn't make it, but it certainly contributes to, Hey, this is my perception. Coach cares about us. The cat, the staff cares about us. The club cares about me as an individual. I like going to work. Yeah. I, I don't
1: know that we're solely in charge of their, their, their happiness. No, right? no. But, but it,
0: it, that's, you know, we, they're, there we, many hours we a week, have, right? Yeah.
1: They, they work extremely hard. Exactly. They, you know? Yeah. They, and when they come in the building, we expect them to work hard and their teammates expect each other to work hard. Right. So
0: it's, it's pretty easy. Given yeah. Give them the time off. Uh, Real Alex D on Twitter says, coach, uh, who would win in a game of risk if your coaching staff played against each other and why? It'd be me, because
1: I grew up playing Risk. I played Risk when we were teenagers. We, our, our, a big night for us in North Bay with my high school buddies was to sit at my place and play Risk till all hours of the night. So,
0: What was your strategy? Australia, South America, or like, did you try to hold Africa? You
1: that- and Kamchatka.
0: <laughs> I controlled the Bering Strait. Really, you yeah, yeah. Russia? I can't, remember, honestly. I, to, <laughs> I can't
1: remember. I was going to
0: say Kamchatka was always the fun one, but uh, I can't remember. I, I always I would try to hold Africa, and I would never pull it off, and it would always frustrate me. Uh, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, I don't. JY is pretty pretty slick. I yeah. I don't know how many guys have played Risk, but
1: I thought it was a great board game. When Such I
0: was a up. oh, I hope that game's around forever. Uh, my goodness. All right, Andrew is with us. Andrew's been patiently holding. Andrew, thank you for holding on. Your question for head coach Mike O'Shea.
2: Hey guys, how's it going tonight? Not bad. Hey coach, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing awesome. You guys are playing. It's unbelievable. Like I get up every morning. I'm um, I watch. So when you guys go away, I watch you guys. in little I live in LaSalle Bar. I live in LaSalle, Manitoba, right? And I watch the game at the bar. And every time you guys score a touch, and I cheer. And <laughs> I just want to, you That's... guys are playing a. You guys are playing awesome, and I want to know what do you do with those guys to make them get like that? Is it drinking Gatorade or something? Or is <laughs> yeah, they. I see a Thursday night. I'll be on the sidelines. Well,
1: thank you very much for your support. No, the guys, um, they play hard for each other, so it's it's pretty easy. There's uh, once again, there's there's a group of guys that have been together, so the relationships they have the the belief they have in each other, you know, is, is, is pretty, pretty fun to watch. And it, it, uh, it certainly can drive the guys, um, to perform at a really high level all the time.
2: Love it. You guys have
3: have a hell of a team, man. Keep it up.
0: Thank you. Andrew, thanks for your call. We'll see you at the LaSalle bar quite soon. I know the Gatorade there is pretty, uh, Pretty strong. I like it. My new home uh, at Drew's FB take. Uh, it says, "Why was Rashid Bailey's illegal participation called out of bounds? I thought even if in bounds, it would be a catch, but flagged." That one puzzled Ed Tate and I, so I had to look it up afterward. But.
1: well, he went out of bounds on his own, came back in and caught the ball, and the uh, the team uh, team B, I guess, is what they call it in the rule book. Yep. The uh, team that does not commit the infraction has an option then of just making that pass incomplete. So there was an error when they said it was declined. It's not actually declined. It's declared incomplete by uh, the Alouettes head coach. Yeah, that was that, that was a, that's another choice that was put in the rule book uh, probably a few years ago.
0: Yeah, when they said declined, I thought okay, yeah. so they're going to give him the catch. That seems nuts. Yeah, but the, didn't, yeah that's so,
1: not the that's not the right uh, announcement. Yeah. They had it straight on the field but the announcement was incorrect.
0: You you were you were satisfied with how it was played out after the yep. the infraction was called. Yeah, yep. the rule book says loss of 10 or incomplete. When I mm-hmm. saw that I'm Oh, okay. I thought it was interesting they didn't put you in first and 25 that early in the game because you were on the edge of field goal range. When you're making decisions like that, what how many how many factors do you consider? 17. Hey, sorry. 17. Seven, you said how many factors. Caught okay. yeah. me off
1: guard. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's all it's the game flow, it's field position, game flow. Yeah. It's all, it's all that. So um I don't know how many exact
0: factors would a be bunch. involved, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, back to the text line. It's Gary. He says, uh, Coach, I was wondering why you didn't call a timeout with 52 seconds left in the first half and Montreal punting. Uh but bump Montreal was having Jonathan Zima punt from uh, their own thirty-seven yard line. Yeah. What what happened after that? Uh, you had the ball with twenty-three seconds left. Oh, Brady? 23, Yeah. 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 Brady Oliveira was seven a seven-yard run. Procedure. Oliveira nine yards. at halftime.
1: Yeah, we were getting out of the half. We were just getting out of the half.
0: So yeah. It was.
1: Felt like the the way the the game was flowing. It felt like this is the right thing to do. We we got a lead right seven three.
0: Seven three at halftime. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: So. To. To push it to try and kick a long field goal, um, I think we were into the wind at that point too, so I'm not sure that that would have been the the right thing to do with twenty three seconds left. You would have required uh, a couple of longer passes that could put you in peril uh even then just to try a long field goal um, you know might
0: not have been the right decision at yeah. that point yeah if, if zeman that's 40 yards you start at your 33 that's a long do you how are you i've heard coaches say i hate using my timeouts in the first half i absolutely hate yeah. it because we only get two do you do you have any strong passions that way no nope. okay no
1: if it's required in the first half i mean we've used one i think this year already in the first half yep um and i think we end up getting a score out of it i believe um yeah it was just the way the operation was going at we uh, we used one, but I believe – I can't remember all of them. But I have no
0: problem using a timeout if that's what's required and points are involved. David and Keith are on the line, but I want to get to this question from the text line uh, because two people have now asked it. It was about the the third interception, the one intended for Dembski that was taken away by Marc-Antoine Uh A couple people have said, have you, did you think about challenging because they thought DeCroix was down at the one?
1: Yeah, I think he's down at the one. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I didn't think about challenging that because there's a momentum issue, right? If you yeah, I'll just say no. I didn't think about challenging. It. Having seen it now and had a lengthy amount of time to study it, I think he's down at the one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> During the game, you're you're limited in, in the amount of time that that you have in order to uh, to make that challenge.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's once again, it's whether or not we'll get the replays, and uh, you can't really tell on the jumbotron or the the monitor on the at the stadium, so they have to see it on TSN and get the information. There probably would have been time to to challenge it because any change of possession like that, there's usually a uh, a length of time that goes by. I don't yeah. know if they went to commercial or not, but um, I'd have to look at that part too through the. Uh, tv copy but Mm. you know studying it yeah i sent that one to the league just to see how they would have ruled it i usually when i send plays into the league it's usually with an a question not a statement and it's would i win this challenge oh okay so i just like to hear back so i just have a collection of plays sort of filed as should challenge would
0: win won't win because the cfl folks they'll be like yeah you you we would have seen enough yeah, it's to, not important
1: uh, cool. it's not important to tell somebody hey he's down at the one it's important on whether they see him down at the one yep like it doesn't doesn't matter what i believe it matters on what the <laughs> command center would rule at that moment in time yeah right it's so but i did not uh i did not see it as being down at the one during the game
0: for sure all right, another one of those ones where receiver and and defender happened in the Toronto game with Demario Houston and Brandon Banks the other way, but two guys, one football, and it just yeah it went to, yeah and two the, guys hustled to make it
1: the DeCroix, decoy one Dequa that he's actually down at the one he's probably down at the half yard line so yeah. it's do they have a camera angle on the goal line do they know can they drop a plumb line from the ball where <laughs> when his knee hits you know that's and I'm not I'm not trying to skirt the issue there's been challenges that i haven't made that i probably that i would have won this year that one i think if i would have challenged i believe we would have been right still don't know but, whether we
0: win yeah yeah right doesn't matter much no right doesn't matter <laughs> yeah.
1: Right doesn't matter toronto
0: was sure andrew so, harris got that third and one but they may have been right but they that's, it didn't matter it's because like he, having it right away when the truck's coming it doesn't uh, doesn't matter <laughs> I, I like that one a lot yeah. david is with us on the phone line david thanks for your call your question for the head coach mike o'Shea
2: uh hello uh, uh, mike uh, my question to you is uh it, it's it's about uh the c f l when it comes to signing players and stuff like that uh for example like if you look in the n h l uh they have uh, what they call restricted uh players and unrestricted would it would it not work in the cfl if if you ever had something like that uh, for the teams or they have a player locked in and if he's a free agent he can go wherever he wants so when he's an unrestricted player but if he's restricted you still have him a little bit under uh, under your control would that not work in the cfl
1: well, those things are all negotiated in the collective bargaining agreement right and and I think there was a time where I would have known more about that and would have had a better comment for you, but I'm sure it's been looked at on a on a number of occasions, and I'm not sure the players association would want something like that in the c b a If they don't, you know, it's once again, if they don't see a a great benefit to the player, uh, the the true benefit to the players, unfortunately, is being a free agent every year if you play well. You know, and they're in football, there's no guaranteed contracts. So the restricted free agency and stuff, you have to take into account that in the NHL, they probably have guaranteed contracts also. So um, there, there is no guaranteed contracts in pro football, not even really in the NFL, except for the signing bonus. You can't say that they and you know, they say they've got so much guaranteed money. That's not a guaranteed contract. That means they've signed and they've guaranteed a portion of the contract. If if there's no signing bonus in the NFL, there's no guaranteed contract in that league either, right? Nor in the CFL. It's just that's the way football contracts work. So I, I don't know that um I, I don't know that the players association would see the benefit in it. Um, and I think from your perspective, it would benefit the teams in the league, which I I agree with. That would be nice to not have as much player movement, um, and have to, you know, have contracts negotiated every single year, but this is where we're at with the CBA, right? So, um, you know, a lot of players want to stay (laughs) in, in their, in, in the cities they play with, they develop the relationships and they, they want to stick around and it is a business also. So, um, we have to work within the parameters of the CBA at this point.
0: Perfect. David, thanks for your call. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Keith on line two. Keith, uh, welcome to the Coaches Show. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea.
3: Well, my question is a little bit of a two-parter. First of all, I, I want to congratulate you on your season. Uh, you're doing a fabulous job. And sec- uh, So the question is, uh, when you make it to 11-0, and 0, uh, is it, was it your intent to come to Winnipeg and shatter every record that we have, uh, every bad record that we've held? And uh, what do you contribute to the uh, our offense and our defense playing out, well, mostly our defense, playing lights-out football in the fourth quarter? Uh, I find it absolutely phenomenal how our defense just basically owns the CFL after the fourth quarter.
1: Um you know my intention when i came here was to hopefully coach good football <laughs> you know so i don't think that changes on a weekly basis you hope you give the players what they need um you know we've we've put ourselves in a position organizationally where um we've got a great group of of players and coaches who really understand uh Everything and they've laid such a great foundation that um, it's just we've we've gotten to a, a good place and we're not satisfied. We keep we keep trying to tweak it. We keep trying to find an edge. We're not sitting back uh, trying to get comfortable by any means. Um, we'd like to grow and learn every single day in 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 all areas of our of our organization. So um, in terms of the fourth quarter fourth quarter defense, first of all, I think all three phases are are playing that. I've played very well, um, you know, and I think we've got a great understanding of of how those three phases need to work together in in any game to to get to where we want to get to. Um, fourth quarter defense. I've said this. I've been asked this so many times. It's interesting. Our defense doesn't want to give up points in the first, the second, the third, and then shut them down in the fourth. That's never anything they talk about, right? They have they looked at fourth quarter points against? Yep because it keeps showing up but it's not how they plan the 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 game plan they plan once again to shut down everybody in every quarter (laughs) and it just doesn't work out that way why is it happening and sometimes in the fourth um yeah just maybe our guys are in better shape i don't know they seem to work pretty hard so
0: have you examined it on, on any level, or is it just as Richie I, examined I, it on any I don't level? Know.
1: I don't know how you do it. it. You know, if you're thinking, if you go along that vein in which you're heading, you know, is the play calling different? I don't think so. It's not. It's. Well, I'll you know. be wearing
3: my, uh, my uh, t shirt that we believe in the blue on uh, it, it, on Thursday. I've worn it every game that we played and every game that we played. It seems to be that we've won. So I'm going to be wearing that shirt, even though I'm going to be out towards the Calgary area on Thursday. I'm going to make sure I got my bomber shirt in my truck, and I'll be wearing it on Thursday
1: night. Uh, Keith, I appreciate you. You know, you probably shouldn't wash that shirt ever, eh? <laughs> you want to you want to really, really be a Blue Bomber fan. You want to show you're committed. Don't wash that thing. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right,
0: yeah. Keith, for anybody sitting next to you in the plane, wash the shirt. Just just make yeah. sure you wash the uh, shirt. Uh, this one before we go to break because a couple of people asked, and the texter here says I've texted before, and a caller asked the same question about when Brandon Alexander might return. Uh, you wouldn't give an answer, so when? I think it's saying that I wouldn't ask the question, and here's why I won't ask the question. Coach, when will Brandon, a- Brandon Alexander be able to return? When he's ready. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, you know,
1: and not before that. He we'll make sure that he is as as comfortable as he possibly can be and confident as as he can be to return right it's not something he's such a a great asset to our to our team um, whether he's playing or not more so when he plays obviously Mm -hmm. but even when he's not playing he's a tremendous asset to our to our group so um, he's he's working hard every single day not just to get back on the field but with his teammates to make sure they know what they're doing and Helping out uh, the defensive staff, and um, and so we won't we won't put him in a minute before he's
0: ready. He's wearing headsets on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. Were you telling me that, or was someone else saying? No, somebody he he was wearing a headset on
1: the sidelines. Uh, maybe he was talking to Dvrci up in the booth <laughs> for a second. Yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah. Just for just for the the texter, Coach O'Shea, from my experience, will not tell you anything about injuries until the player. When's Michael Kucher back? Well, I mean listen to Christian and the sports show and he can hypothesize and follow me on Twitter at DT on LB. And I can tell you what I see at practice. The second that cast comes off, Michael Couture, I'll let you know when he's back under center. If he goes back under center, I'll let you know. But uh, to ask coach O'Shea about injuries, you're not going to get a real great response. And that's why sometimes yeah. we'll, we, we love the fact you're texting. Uh, we're just going to, we're, we're going to sparingly use that question because I know Coach O'Shea doesn't want to talk about it and you can't make him talk about things he doesn't want to. I just want to hit this one up because uh, I didn't mention it to him when we interviewed him in the postgame show because I didn't notice until someone had uh, tweeted me to point out that uh, Janarian Grant punt return touchdown uh, plays on offense made three tackles on turnovers in the game. Including one of Nick usher, who is a big dude, and Janarian is not as big a dude and I was like i wish i'd I wish I'd known that in the moment or remembered that in the moment because that's that's i'm I'm super impressed with Janarian Grant, yeah, you
1: know he's a very likable uh guy and player for sure the the we, we i mentioned this to this to you off air and um the first tackle he made on the first pick um uh, Whoever got it ran across the field and doubled back, ran across again. And Janarian gave chase. And when the guy put his foot in the ground, changed direction again, Janarian walloped him <laughs> and drove him, you know, just smashed him. And um, I mean, you got to take a positive out of that play. And that's guys are playing hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and then the defense, I think we gave up three, right, on that. Um, so to hold them to three is fantastic
0: uh Wesley Sutton the interception has you know he's gotten by 15 pounds. Yeah, I I love there's little I love more than than smaller guys just not paying any attention to the fact that they are smaller like, "Oh, you're 300? That's cool. Let's go." I always I love it. I there's so much about football that I love that. I hope comes across in our broadcast. And I hope uh Colleen's got a great question for the head coach Mike O'Shea. Welcome to the show, Colleen.
2: Thank you. Actually, um well, congratulations
1: on the season, but my question is more for you, Derek. When you're broadcasting, because I've never heard this term before and, until this year. When when you're line when the play is described, you know, as being um, prepared to go, mm. you say. Um, show 4 and bring 4 and i don't know what that means
0: okay so so Colleen, that's basically uh when i say show 4 they they have four defensive linemen across the front i should be a little better with that but you'll watch the bombers and they'll show they'll have three defensive linemen or four or sometimes five so they'll show they'll show four defensive linemen to the offense and then bring 4 would be how many they have actually trying to get after the quarterback Sometimes it'll be, uh, Calgary would do a thing where they would show four and then one guy drops out and two other guys come in. So they're bringing five okay. there. Yeah, I should, I, you're right. That's a good point. I, I should cl- be a little clearer on that for, for folks who don't know, but that's kind of how I, how I process the game in my mind. So yeah, it's how many are they pretend, looking like they're going to rush? And then how many do they actually rush?
2: Okay. Thanks. That helps.
0: I don't know. No, thank Colleen. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the tip. Uh, paint the picture Derek paint the picture <laughs> big hill blitzing from from depth big hill crushes but it's montreal seemed to do a lot of things with their blitzes in the first out. there were six coming and guys from here and guys you guys still all try to fool each other it doesn't seem fair you're trying to trick each other all the time Hiding who guys aren't declaring like hey i'm going to yeah. blitz now uh, yeah our, our
1: coaches do a great job marty marty and jason do a great job with all the the blitz work and our, our offensive line and backs and receivers that are involved in protection get to see a lot of pictures throughout the week yeah. as to what the potentials are. And and even if they bring something new, they're so well taught that they should have uh, calls, communication tools that, that can help them navigate a, a new pressure package.
0: I'm not able to diagnose this, but when I, when I watch and when I chart the game, Brady seems very sharp. When he's in there in the backfield, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, uh, all our guys are. You know, you got to yeah.
1: remember that, that that they've had a few different running back coaches: uh, Burgoyne, Costanza, now, uh, now Jason Hogan, but they also had Andrew Harris with them too, who's the by far been the best protecting back in the CFL for a long time, right? So mm-hmm. uh, they've they've studied under him also, which is, I mean, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah.
0: we got about 90 seconds left. I, I do want to get in Jay, who's been nice enough to hang on the line. Jay, thanks for your call. Your question for head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hey Mike, how's it
2: going today?
1: Not bad, Jay. How are you doing?
2: Good, good. I just wanted to ask you, you being from Ontario, uh, every Ar- Argo game I seem to watch, the crowds like are a little bit sad, as, as everyone's seeing on TV. Do you have any reason why that might be? Like, uh, are they not interested in the CFL there? Or do you have any ideas what might be the cause of that?
1: I think people have been trying to figure it out for decades. I mean, um I was fortunate enough to be on a team with Doug Flutie and go, you know, thirty-four and six in two seasons with back to back Great Cups and I don't think we put more than thirty thousand in the Sky Dome, thirty three or thirty four thousand in the Sky Dome on some of those runs. Um but now, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh there's a lot of work to be done. You know, I think they've got an organization that has the ability to do the work. They just need to fold the sleeves and get the work done too.
2: Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to see what you kind of thought of that. Uh, the fans seem pretty riled up, everyone that's there, but just not many people. They've pretty- got
1: some diehards that are just awesome fans. They love not only the Argos, but they love the CFL. They travel in droves to every great cup. It's they are, they are very good fans. They just need more of them. Yeah, right on. Hopefully we sell out Thursday. Let's, let's have a
0: sellout. Let's do it. Oh, that would be great. Jay, thanks for your call. Uh, coach, before we go, I'm going to send this your way. You don't like it. You just send it right back, but I'm just going to send this your way. Uh, Doug Flutie, best player in the history of the CFL. Absolutely. Okay, good. So, uh, people, have, people fight me on that every once in a while. I'm like Six MLPs, 6,000 yards twice. He was – I just want to dig it up on ESPN Gretzky Classic. Like,
1: Gretzky-like vision, athletic, competitive, fiery competitiveness. Just his vision was unbelievable.
0: He is—he uh, was incredible for three teams, and yeah, he's—he's he's still a treasure now. With his, he still loves the CFL. He'll—he still yeah. loves talking the Canadian Football yeah. League. Uh, Doug Flutie is a an absolute treasure. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you joining us on the Coach's Show again. Montreal, seven thirty on Thursday, five thirty. The pregame show starts. I've been saying ten or no. I've been Ugh, saying it. It's coming. Derek. It may. <laughs> I said, if you beat Calgary, you were going to go ten and zero. So it's it's now either I'm a genius or I'm the cause of all the uh, nine and ones that's going to happen. I mean, come on, it's everything is primed for a great home night, sellout crowd, uh, burgers in the in the uh, tailgate area before you can see Doug Brown, you can get his autograph, you can challenge him to a game of cornhole, you can just it's going to be a, a great night, and everybody should come down. Everybody. Uh, are the secondary jerseys the, the new new third jersey? You're asking the wrong guy. I,
1: I have no clue about any of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they will be where, they will be blue, though. They're going I, to be. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> someone will lay out the blue ones. Uh, Coach, thanks so much. Great to see you again. Uh, I won't see you uh, after this, but we'll talk to you in the postgame show and have a fantastic bye week. Uh, thank it's, you very much. It's too early for you, but have too a Too early. Yeah. yeah. It's a <laughs> All right. Thanks, Derek. All right. <laughs> the Coach's Show at 680. Cjob.